Rising Champions, a podcast about the mental side of sports, featuring inspirational interviews with young rising athletes about their quest to win their personal championships. Hosted by Dr. Jason Novetsky of Champion Mindset Group, alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie. Well, here we go. Episode four of the Rising Champions podcast. I'm Kyle Bogie alongside Dr. Jason Novetsky. And well, it's fitting that the subject this week and the interview that we actually have is with uh, one of the better young golfers here in the state of Michigan and perhaps one of the better young golfers in the entire country. Because, Doc, we have golf in just a couple of days finally getting underway. That's Isn't that exciting? Be, uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. I believe uh, I saw a tweet, you know, just a couple of days ago that says, assuming that everything goes off like normal, we will have golf every single Sunday now through November 29th, which is just, wow. that's really exciting. Yeah. And <laughs> and with the all the majors being backed up toward the end of the year, it's going to be crazy. Well, it'll be interesting to see how different some of those courses play because it is the fall. Like Augusta, I mean, it's never been played at that time. So how different is the course going to be? How much maybe extra prep work are those guys going to have to have for the Masters based on what they're used to and then based on what it's going to look like come fall? That'll be fascinating to watch. It will be. And I think on TV, the course might look a lot different too. That time of well, year. Well, especially, I mean, who knows if they'll have patrons by then? Got to call them patrons. Can't That's say, right. You know, That's members right. crowd or anything, but uh, that'll be uh, unbelievable to watch. But this will be a golf centric pod and, and we appreciate you guys tuning in, downloading, subscribing, rating, sharing all of it. Uh, the first couple of episodes, but uh, we're really excited to, you know, bring you the interview with Lorenzo Pinelli. He is going to be a sophomore. Uh, he's an unbelievable golfer and somebody who would kick my butt if we ended up playing potentially this summer. So the interview we did with him, uh, mm-hmm. we recorded, uh, you know, not too long ago. And since that time, Doc, we got some really exciting news as Lorenzo uh, physically and mentally was able to uh, get quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I just got the news the other day uh, from his parents and Lorenzo that he qualified for the Michigan AM. So, uh, and he had to birdie like three holes in a row at the end to, to get through. So that just showed his mental fortitude right there to be able to compete at that level with older people than him and still keep his mindset in the present moment and uh, stick to his game plan. That has well. to be, and this is something that we talked with him about a little bit, but that has to be an intimidation factor, you know, I suppose, when you're playing against, like we're not talking about playing against, you know, people his age or maybe a year older. We're talking about playing against, you know, people that are perhaps several years older than him. For him to lock in the way that he did uh, and be able to qualify, it, it really does talk, you know, basically speak to his mental game. Absolutely. And a course. I mean, he played a course with over 6,600 yards. I mean, in high school, they don't play courses that long. So he's playing legit yardage. And and like I said, you know, during the interview you're here is he can bomb it. So he's a fun player to watch. And uh, so it sounds like he, he took the advice of good course strategy and was able to pick his spots for his birdies and, and, and making pars in the right spot. See, it's like you've uh, it's like you've done this before. You know, you just pick up on that word and pick up exactly what we're going to talk about because you mentioned core strategy, but you also threw a little word in there as well that gets me excited, uh, and I'm sure other young golfers excited, and that's the word bomb. Right, bombs, and, and you can sometimes fall in love with the driver off the tee. You know, you get to those short par fours, and it's like, well, 
it's only 330 yards. He'd probably just hit a five iron, maybe a hybrid out there and be, you know, sitting pretty with a wedge in. No, I'll, I want to be right up there by the green potentially. And then you end up getting into trouble. So the, the course management, course strategy aspect of the game of golf, it, it is something that is so important when you're trying to score and just kind of survive because golf is a game of failure, as you know, Doc. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Lorenzo still needs to learn that as we'll, you'll hear in the interview because uh, several times he wanted to hit that bomb off the tee because, you know, it makes us all feel good, uh, gets that adrenaline pumping, but it also introduces you to a lot of potential trouble uh, in that situation. So when you're playing in that tournament situation, like he has been, you need to think about playing to win. So you want to play the course or the hole backwards and help yourself understand where do you want to come in from? What angle and what is your money yardage that you want to come in from? And so the more he starts to do that, uh, this winning is just going to continue for him. Now, I guess some would look at that and go, well, you need to be aggressive. You know, aggressive wins. That's certainly, you know, one of the mentalities that, that I've always kind of had, um, you know, in my life. But at a certain point, you know, smarts and making sure that you're making the right decisions can play into that. But you don't want you don't want that to neuter you. You know, I, I guess some people can get tied up into, well, if I'm not being aggressive and I'm not attacking pins and I'm not hitting bombs or I'm not going for it off every single hole, that means I'm playing passively. And you don't necessarily want to have that, that mindset. But in golf, you really do have to know when to take it off, take a step back, be smart. And when to just absolutely go for it and know when it's your go zone and when it's, you know, pins maybe that you can attack. Yeah. I mean, I think each hole in golf or each shot for that matter presents an opportunity. And so I think you need to take it one shot at a time and one hole at a time and pick your spots when you can be aggressive. Uh, and then maybe when you need to need to play a little bit more conservatively to uh, come in from that right angle, as we mentioned. Now, is that something, you know, and maybe this is something Lorenzo can speak to, but something you do going through the scorecard, maybe the night before, you know, like yeah. I'm somebody who, you know, you, you pull up the, uh, the YouTube video, maybe of a course that you've never played before. Uh, and you go, okay, well on the second par four, it's only like 370. Okay. I should hit a good drive out there, but you know what? We got that, uh, other par four, that's going to be 420. You need to really, you know, bomb one out there to be able to get a wedge in hand being prepared. That was something that we even talked with uh, Corbin Griffin about in the previous episode right. about the night before the prep work so that when you get on the course, you're ready to go and you kind of have an understanding of what needs to be done. Absolutely. And it, it kind of depends on the level of golfer you're going to be. I mean, if you're a tournament level player like Lorenzo and like Shannon is, um, then you need to prepare like that and even get out there and have some practice rounds where you're taking some notes on a scorecard and understand how the greens are rolling and things like that and what's uh, an uphill putt versus a downhill putt. So that kind of prep work is is critical to anyone's success. Now for the everyday weekend golfer like us, you know, if we're playing a new course, we might look it up to see how it's going to be. But, you know, when we get there, we kind of make those, those decisions as we go based on how we're swinging the, the club that day. For guys like us too, I, I think it's it's it varies on how serious we're going to take a round of golf. You know, I always like to subscribe to the theory of well, let's see how it goes. You know, for a couple of holes, and you know, if things are going well, you start par par. Maybe I'm gonna hold off on the uh, the beverage cart, you know, potentially for a while. I'm gonna try and uh, you know shoot a good round or something like that. Whereas maybe you start with a triple, double, whatever it might be. Uh, you might be ordering uh, you know a couple of drinks to get things going or something. But there is. I guess, you know, for me, and maybe it's not like that for other players like Lorenzo, who's so unbelievably talented, but there is a chance of taking things a little bit too seriously, maybe, and being a little bit, you know, 
tight. Like I, I remember a story, um, you know, game seven, I think it was the 2002 Western conference finals, the red wings and the avalanche and Scotty Bowman went into the dressing room and somehow he ended up making his, his team laugh. You know, they were really tight. They knew it was going to come down to be, maybe be a tight game, something like that. They end up blowing the avalanche out seven, nothing in that game. And whatever joke that he said, who knows what it was, it just kind of let the guys breathe a little bit and, yeah. and relax. So how do you go about, I guess, taking things seriously, being locked in, while also maybe you know needing to be a little bit more relaxed out there? I think you have to know yourself as an athlete. So if we're talking about individual athletes like golfers, I mean, everybody hunts differently. So, you know, what's the best level of arousal that you need to be at? And everybody's got a different peak or peak performance level for themselves. So, you know, playing with people like Lorenzo and Shannon, I know they need to be a little bit more intense. Uh, Lorenzo's not a happy-go-lucky golfer. Uh, you know, when he's with his friends, he might be joking around a little bit. Uh, but he and Shannon are both uh, pretty intense competitors. So I think you need to know yourself. And as, as a coach, Scotty Bowman obviously knew his team. So he knew what they needed at that moment because he knew the tension was pretty thick in the locker room. So he needed to, to cut it and uh, loosen them up a little bit. And obviously it worked. Now, uh, you mentioned in the game of golf is this is something that it's known for and it's gone back a, a long period of time here where it's not just who you are and how you act on the course. But, you know, clearly there is this, I don't want to just say gentlemanly, because obviously there's, you know, plenty of uh, tremendous, uh, you know, women player players out there as well. Mm -hmm. But there's this, the way you carry yourself, not only on the course, but off the course. And that's something, too, that really stuck out to me when we, you know, got a chance to talk to Lorenzo. And you guys will hear the interview uh, in just a little bit here on the Rising Champions podcast. But he really embodies that with the way, you know, he goes about his business, the people he surrounds him with, and the way he carries himself, even just for a freshman in high school, you know, soon to be sophomore. Yeah, absolutely. And character is something that we work on a lot uh, with the Athlete to Champion Mindset Group. And Lorenzo embodies a lot of those character skills. And I call them skills for a reason because they're things that we can develop, just like mental skills. We can develop our character skills as well. And just to point out a few things about Lorenzo that I've, you know, really noticed over the last year or two working with him is how hardworking he is. You know, he really does put in the time and, he, then he has a reason to be upset if things aren't going well, where a lot of people get upset when they don't play well, but they don't really put in the work to deserve to be that upset. But, but he does. And he's accountable. He takes ownership of his successes and his failures. He totally owns it. Uh, I love it how he's curious. He's always wanting to learn. He's always listening when we're, when we're working together. Uh, he's truly honest with himself. You know, he's never lying to himself. He's really honest with the level of his game. Uh, he's very humble out there, uh, very courteous as well. And I love how coachable he is. He's just a trust-willing individual. Individual, And I think those traits and those skills that he's developed uh, obviously come from his family as well. You know, he's got a great support staff with his mom and dad and his coaches. And uh, he's really appreciative of all that. He's very grateful. And I think that combined with the talent that he's developed – you know, once again, we have another complete package that we're talking about. Why is it that uh, a guy like him is so unbelievably talented, so good, and yet it would be a guy like me or some of the friends that I have or Doc, maybe if you have it rolling, I know you've been playing pretty well recently. We get all cocky and excited and you know, we'll go out and fire a 39. It's like we're, we're the best golfer in the world. Meanwhile, a guy like Lorenzo, he just he's he's totally locked in. He doesn't have that at all. Yeah, Lorenzo's, you know, he doesn't think about bogeys. 
<laughs> you know, or Bogey, or you. Yeah, that's right. See, he is he's totally focused on birdies and pars all the time. Absolutely. So it's a, it's about your mindset. It's about what you believe about yourself, your identity. All right. Well, uh, again, a congratulations to Lorenzo uh, as he qualified for the Michigan Amateur. So uh, that should be a very exciting thing for him. Again, this interview was recorded just a little bit ago. So uh, we look forward to you guys getting a chance to hear from him. You're certainly going to hear from him and probably see him uh, on the course here moving forward. Uh, Again, this episode four of the Rising Champions podcast. Here's Lorenzo Pinelli in our sit down with him. Okay, so Lorenzo, we really appreciate you, uh, you know, joining the Rising Champions podcast here as a part of the Champion Mindset group. Uh, certainly got a lot to cover. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to making fun of me for my awful golf swing. But uh, first and foremost, how's the swing looking for you, you know, so far this season? Uh, got to believe it feels good to, to have the weather warming up here. Yeah, I love the weather right now. Um, it's been uh, it's been really nice and sunny, which, uh, you know, we've been having like rainy weather lately. so. It's it's a good break, and um, the game has been uh, it's been up and down. But today I've been able to um, to play well with uh, Coach Novetsky, and um, I put out a good score today, just for nine holes, and uh, I put it together. So yeah, well, it's good to see you again, Lorenzo. Yeah, Lorenzo and I played today, um, and man, it's just it's a good time watching him hit the ball, Kyle. I mean, this kid just hits bombs as phil would say i mean <laughs> hellacious seeds as phil would say right and uh man it was really interesting and talk about golf swing he saw the bad side of mine today for sure uh i was left 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 all day off the tee and thank goodness he's got those young eyes that can find the ball for me uh but it was really fun uh to, to be out there with him and just see the work that we've done really you know take root in, in what he's doing. So we spent a lot of time today um, kind of going over some fundamentals of the mental game and, and we'll get into more of that as we, as we talk more. But, but Lorenzo, the first thing I want to ask you is just maybe give us a little history lesson uh, on you and kind of where do you live? Where do you go to high school? How'd you get into golf? Those kind of things. Yeah. So um, currently I'm at Brother Rice and um, I love it. Um, I enjoyed my year so far, even though um this quarantine thing kind of messed it up but um yeah I enjoyed my year and um so I got into golf uh it actually started when I was around one one and a half Hmm. Uh, my dad told me that um I was watching he was watching golf and uh, I had this little stick in the house and I would try to copy what was on the tv and he's like you know what I'm gonna try to give him plastic clubs to see if he actually makes contact so he gave me plastic clubs and I was making contact. Then he upgraded me to um, a metal golf clubs. And there's actually a video on YouTube of me hitting when I was two years old with, uh, with little golf clubs at uh, CJ Barrymore's. And from there, it was history. Uh, wow, sounds a pretty familiar story, doesn't it, Kyle? Yeah. Heard that story <laughs> yeah. before somewhere. Some other guy huh. was, was little watching his dad play. <laughs> 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 Very interesting. So. Um, Currently, you're playing, you know, you were going to play high school golf this spring, and obviously that got shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. But you've played in, in tons of tournaments all over the country. So tell us about, you know, where you play and the level of competition and things like that as you've come up through the ranks. Yeah, so um, I play at different levels of tournaments. I'd say that uh, the more casual ones are in Michigan. 
And then uh, I play more competitive ones, such as ones in Pinehurst, like the U.S. Kids World Championship. And um, there's uh, tournaments in the middle where it's competitive, but not casual, where it's like Kentucky or Indiana, uh, Georgia, some in Florida. So we just uh, we're spread all over the U.S. So. Mm-hmm. So clearly, you know, the, the physical ability is not a problem, uh, you know, for you hitting bombs off the tee. And, uh, you know, Doc said that you what had a birdie and, uh, and a bogey. So, you know, shot even, um, mm-hmm. you know, for the round, uh, you know, earlier as you guys were playing together. But utilizing, you know, the, I guess your, your mind and the pressure maybe that comes with playing with a bunch of other kids from all over the country mm-hmm. of different, you know, various levels of skill. How, do you go in? Are you a little intimidated? Are you confident? How do you kind of navigate your way through that, I guess? Uh, so I just focus on myself and uh, what I can do because, you know, it's one of the controllables. You can only control yourself. And I do see there is a little bit of intimidation if you know the, who you're playing against, you know, if you know their reputation is like really good and that they're known to be one of the best players. But I've learned to, you know, ignore that and just focus on beating yourself today and um yeah sounds amazing uh so talk to let's go back a little bit when we first got together um what do you remember the reasons were that you came in the first time to meet with me what was the biggest issue oh uh i was having trouble you know i would i mean you know my parents think of me as a perfectionist and (laughs) i see that in myself too i want everything to be perfect and if I don't hit a shot the way I wanted to, or if I get unlucky and it bounces away from the hole, it bounces, it bounces into trouble, uh, I get hard on myself. And it's really taken a toll on my game at that moment. So um, we heard about you, and we tried you out, and it actually was a very big improvement to my game. I was able to stay calm uh, throughout my rounds, and it also helped me in other stuff in life too. So. Uh, I appreciate that that feedback, and it, it, I can just say it's a joy working with Lorenzo. He's a great listener. He's very coachable. He's a, he's a great young man, uh, great family as well, very supportive. Um, so, you know, there's always bigger and better things for you down the road as well. Uh, so you mentioned, you know, you're really hard on yourself, uh, or you used to be, and your parents see you as a perfectionist. And, you know, just for the listeners, too, that being a perfectionist as a high-level athlete is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but we got to be careful of not being perfect with our outcomes, right, Lorenzo, the things that we can't yes. control, but mm-hmm. being, being perfect with our process. So with that in mind, talk to me a little bit about which aspects of the mental game have been the most important for you, you know, as it relates to being perfect with those processes. Yeah, so the most important parts of my mental game is, I'd say, about thinking about what you can do, like the uncontrollables and stuff. And uh, if I still get mad and I still think about what I can't do and uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm losing it, uh, you taught me how to let it go, like uh, like watching the piece of grass fly away. Just mm-hmm. take your emotions. And then also my focus bubble where you only focus on yourself, even if you're playing with your playing against other people, when to be in that bubble only by yourself and focusing and when to when you can pop it and be, you know, sociable with other people in your group. Yeah, and that's probably really difficult sometimes, I imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the, the funny thing is, so my background is in media and um, writing and journalism and, and some PR. And, you know, I, I would equate this to what you guys are talking about 
don't let a one day story turn into a two day story, mm-hmm. you know, meaning you need to handle that story, whether it's good, bad, otherwise handle it immediately, get out in front of it. And hopefully it, it, things settle and you can move on from it. That's literally what it is. When you hit a bad shot, say you got to get out of a bunker, but you know what you're thinking about? You're thinking about that 150 yard, uh, you know, nine iron that you accidentally pushed directly into that, uh, you know, sand trap. And, and suddenly you're not focused on the sand save. You're focused on trying to get that shot back. So is there a, a tell or, I don't know, something, maybe a trigger for you where you can, whether it's breathing, whatever it might be, where you can immediately just move on and, and focus on the task at hand? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do take some deep breaths. They do help calm me a lot. And then, uh, as I said earlier, I have a technique where um, if I'm really mad and I really need to flush it all away, I take pieces of grass. Uh, I just take it up. And then I would let it go and watch it go away. And as I watch it fly away, I'd uh, attach my emotions to them. And, you know, it actually works. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a great strategy that we worked on a lot. Yeah. Um, so you had one big win last year that I want you to tell the story about. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the Big Blue Tournament down in Kentucky mm-hmm. where you were up against uh, an 18-year-old. And I think you had to go into a playoff too. Um, that was. That was in Kentucky, but um, there was no playoff, the okay. recent um, U, um, University of Kentucky. But I did, um, I did lead the whole tournament, um, 18 and under. So um, it started off – it was a two-day tournament in uh, Kentucky. It was at the university course. And the first day I shot um, – I don't know if it was 74 or 73, but I was behind – because the leader was one under or, th- or something. So I knew that I had to catch up on the second day. And uh, I was paired up with him. So there was a little bit of intimidation on how he can shoot under par. So that, that was there, but I was able to block it out. And uh, so during the round, I just started making birdies. And I just stayed in my bubble, didn't focus on what he was doing if he was messing up or if he was making birdies. And I ended up shooting five under on the last day. So, yeah, and I just focused on beating myself. I made a goal to shoot around two to three under just to give myself a chance, and I beat it. And it turned out great, yeah. So, Lorenzo, after hearing that, I, uh, I don't think I ever want to play golf with you, okay? Because you, you, you would make me feel so bad about how I'm playing at golf. No, that, that's incredible. It really is. And I want to make sure, I mean, those are legit courses, too. I mean, what was the yardage on that course? Uh, it should be around 66 to 68. I'd yeah, say. so, I mean, you're shooting five under on a, a legit high school, college type course setup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so it's not just some, you know, 5,500-yard course. You're, 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 you have to hit it far. So that brings up today, you know, you and I talked a lot about this today, about course strategy. Uh, so maybe tell our listeners about what we worked on today for those little two, uh, three-hole match setups that I kind of put mm-hmm. in your head for today. So um, we played nine today, mm-hmm. and we did some, uh, some practice for mental games as, as long as physical so we set up uh, three whole stretches where you're in a situation if you were one back or if you were winning by one. So the first situation we did was that I was down one and I needed to uh, – no, I just needed to uh, finish the last three holes um, one under. Yeah. So um, 
the first hole of the three, I birdied it. And the second hole was a really short par four. And you can get away with a five iron, um, five iron tee shot. And then uh, you would still have a wedge in. So I ended up taking driver, which was a bad choice. And I ended up behind a tree. And then I lectured him for five minutes. Yeah. So. Hey, hey, you did what a true golfer does. If right? you see a short par four, you're always pulling out that drive. Right. Yeah. But, but, but why was that a bad decision? And you know, Help us help other golfers that are going to make that bad choice you made today too. Yeah, so today I learned that um, this mindset will help you win. And, um, you know, taking drive around the hole, that wasn't going to help you win. But this mindset will encourage you to play safe and uh, it'll help you win. So what happened on that hole? Uh, I ended up behind the tree and I punched out and I ended up uh, in the rough and I couldn't up and down for bogey. So basically that birdie I just made was for nothing. So we ended up on the last hole of the three holes, and it was one of the hardest holes on the golf course. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, why did I do that? I should have just played safe with the, with the five iron. So I regretted it uh, greatly. And so the next hole, I really had to focus because I knew I was not going to lose this. So I took driver, and I hit it in the fairway. And then I hit a good nine iron which left me about, I'd say, 15 feet or 10 mm. feet, something like that. And it wasn't a gimme, so I had oh, to work Oh, it was a legit. It. it was like 8 to 10 yeah. foot, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I focused a lot, and I breathed, which calmed me of my nerves. And I put a good stroke on it, and I made it. So. Yeah. And both arms um, went up like you just won the U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know, what was also important about that putt, Lorenzo, was I think we talked about, like, let's not overanalyze this putt, even though it's, you know, it's for the champ, you know, it's for the win here. But we still have to stay with our normal routine because when you go outside of that normal routine, you're going to create more nerves because your body is going to ask, like, well, why is this different? And, and you're out of sync. So I think it's important in those pressure situations that you, you trust the process that you always use and just execute it to the best of your ability. Don't overdo it. You see this on the tour all the time. These guys that, you know, must make putts and they go around in circles and look at it from every other angle and they normally don't do that. And then they always come up short or they hit it long or, or something, you know, sometimes they make it obviously. But uh, I think it's important to stick with the process that, that got you there to begin with. Mm-hmm. Lorenzo, I, I'd be curious to know because, you know, it, it certainly sounds like you are extremely competitive and take golf very, very seriously, which is great, you know, and certainly for, you know, an amateur golfer like me, I like to mix it. I, I like to have fun sometimes and then when I'm playing well, okay, maybe I'll take it a little bit more seriously uh, on this day. But has it gotten to a point where it, it's hard for you to compartmentalize that? Like there's days where you know, maybe you want to have some fun and make it a relaxed round, you know, something with friends, or is that just not your mentality at all? It's always, I need to be at my, my very best all the time. Um, there are times where I do need a break. So I would go out with my friends. I have some friends up there and I just, you know, have fun, you know, play a little best ball with each other yeah. and, you know, uh, be competitive there. But um, I do, if I know I have a tournament coming up, I do like to practice uh, focusing as much as I can. So if that means talking to my friends and telling them, hey, you know what? I need to practice today. Let's, uh, let's focus and try to play good. 
uh, I'll tell them and um, I'll make sure I get that uh, focused around that I really need to prepare myself and, you know, give me that confidence for the next tournament. Yeah. And I think what, something you said there is really important, Lorenzo, about your friends, because uh, I talked to a lot about my higher level athletes like Lorenzo about your inner circle. And, you know, the old adage that you're going to be like, you're going to be the average of the people you hang out with the most. And the, those people you hang out with a lot need to understand what your goals are. And so uh, and it sounds like your friends get it that hey, it's like, hey, I got a tournament coming up. So I'm not going to see you guys for a couple of days. I got to really hit the range and really work on my stroke and get my putting and chipping down and you know make sure I'm getting to bed on time so I can't go to this party or this school dance or this social function because, you know, I have certain goals. And if you have friends that say, hey, that's cool. We get it. Those are great friends. But if you have friends that are saying, oh, man, you're never going to make it in pro golf. Why are you wasting all that time? <laughs> and that's just because they don't want to put in the work like you are. And so those aren't the people you need to be hanging out with anyway. So I'm glad to hear your friends get it and they understand because those are the kind of people you want in your entourage down the road for sure. You you mentioned goals, uh, Doc. And, you know, I got to believe you have, Lorenzo, a lengthy list of of goals and things you want to accomplish uh, in your life and in the game of golf. Have you, I, I don't know, sat down and really thought about written down you know, it almost gone through like, okay, this year, this is what I want to accomplish. By the time I graduate high school, this is what I want, college. Have you thought about, you know, all that? Um, yeah. So my goal for high school, since we didn't have this season, is to win uh, the three state championships that we have left, uh, earn myself a state champion individually. And then after high school, I just want to make the varsity team for golf uh, in a D1 college somewhere south. So I know that'll be uh, that'll be uh, challenging, but you know it's a challenge. Um, and then my 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 ultimate goal is to make the PGA and uh, become a pro and earn money while having fun playing golf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I have no doubt that he can do it. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time on on setting goals with Lorenzo. And, uh, you'll hear this many times on the podcast, how we break goals down into ultimate performance and process goals. And so, you know, his ultimate goal is to be a pro golfer and win a lot of tournaments out there. And his performance goals in the near future, like he said, is, is high school championships and things like that with his team and individually. But the more important goals are the process goals, right, Lorenzo? I mean, that's what we talked yes. about, the things you can control. So maybe yes. uh, as we as we wind up here, help our other listeners, uh, young aspiring golfers, like, know what do you do every day? to be as good as you are. Cause you didn't just roll out of bed and you were amazing. You put a, thousands of hours of work in. Mm-hmm. So ever since we started playing, ever since I started playing a tournament, I think it was since six. So we would just, uh, we would hit range balls almost every day in the summer. Mm-hmm. And then during the winter, we would either go to CJ Barrymore's in the dome or, and then later, later on in my life, I would have this little net at our house and I'll just constantly hit golf balls. But, of course, school gets in the way sometimes, and you got to take <laughs> grades. <laughs> so school's tough. But um, so gradually in the winter, I would take uh, some breaks off just because of school. But summer is the – that's the season where I focus on getting my game together and being, con- being as consistent as can be. Uh, I try to get out there every day of the week, but, you know, some golf you still need a break mm-hmm. you can't just play constantly every day right so, mm-hmm. who are you know you're, you're a little bit younger um you know but who are you know some of the guys that you really grew up following like were you 
do you know, you know, as much as there is to know about, you know, like Tiger or was there somebody else? Was Rory a guy maybe as you were growing up that was starting to emerge, a younger guy? Is there is there somebody that you really follow and, and, and you're attracted to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, when I was young, I started watching golf. Well, I started watching golf later in my life, like really watching. And um, I started following Jordan Spieth when he emerged. And I just saw his uh, how he was successful. And I really wanted to do that. Um, I think that, I mean, I can relate with our swings that we both have a, a chicken wing swing, if you'd say. And that's another thing. Like, I can relate a little bit to him, and I like his success, which I really want to follow. And, you know, that's those are my dreams. I want his success and his accomplishments. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lorenzo, for being on. Is there uh, anything else you want to say uh, to other golfers or uh, about the mental game, about practice, anything like that? I just want to remind you that um, if you don't know, uh, you need to practice more in your mental game. <laughs> like I think you heard uh I mean earlier I promise um, I didn't tell him to say that. <laughs> no, well, well you taught me that um you asked me that how much percent of your game is mental and I mm-hmm. I knew the, I knew the answer to that. I said, you know, 70 80. But then he asked me um how much time do you spend practicing on it? I'm like, "Oh wow." So, and I and I spent zero. <laughs> so I realized there what I really need to do and it's not just practicing the physical but mental, mentally, it's a big thing because um, sometimes you can lose your mental ability. So you just got to make sure, like, like you can lose your swing in golf if you don't practice for a while. Trust me. So you just, yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I just, uh, just make sure you practice uh, both sides consistently and uh, that'll set you up for success. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Lorenzo, we appreciate the time. We'll, we'll continue to follow your journey. Are you on social media so we can, we can kind of keep tabs on you and what you're doing? Yes. Awesome. Where, where can we find you? Um, Lorenzo underscore golf 928. Beautiful. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing that. Best of luck, uh, you know, with all your goals and everything. I'm sure uh, we'll have to get out and, and, and try to play. You can critique my swing and my mental game, uh, you know, at some <laughs> point here in the near future. Thank you. We, we really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Good to see you, Lorenzo. Take care, buddy. All right. See ya. Bam. Thank you for listening to the Rising Champions podcast. Please subscribe and join us again next week for another episode.